Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning and happy NFL Sunday. And yes, this is how we are starting Sunday. Yes, it looks like evacuation mode because it's now time to count down to who is going to make it to the postseason. I'm your host, Cass. We got Mike and Bernard on the line, and we are getting ready for another exciting, fun, fan filled show. All about Indeed, the we are. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to. Yeah, because we're under the wire well, now. Mike sounds he's ready. Team in the NFL. Hey, he man. is ready. He is ready. And I'm going to let you guys to. kick it off. We're not even going to start a long introduction. I'm going to let you guys kick it off with some Turkey Day festivities. We got to watch the NFC North matchup. Of course, it's tradition that the Lions play every Thanksgiving. And so this year they hosted the Chicago Bears, who were in a little bit of some dire straits. And I'm still not sold on them. And they did play the Lions. But. I thought the coaching was better for Matt Nagy. I have no idea what Matt Patricia was doing half of the time. <clears throat> the backup to the backup of Matt Stafford, Mr. Blau himself, oh. Mr. Purdue, which I did enjoy him at Purdue, um, definitely had a really good game, really good game, great arm. So there are a lot of things to talk about. The only thing that didn't change is all we know is whenever Tariq Owen gets the ball, he's going to run out of bounds. He's not going to run down the field. He's going to run off of it. (laughs) Figure that out one day. But I'm going to let you go ahead and kick it off with the recap (laughs) as to what you all think as to went down. How did you like what went down? What do you think about the changes? What do you think about Matt Patricia's decision to play man coverage most of the game? You know, what is it? Let me know. I'm going to start off by saying first good thing about the Bears in their offense. We did something we haven't seen in a long time. We scored on the first drive. So uh, if I keep it real, if I keep it real, I was up, I was cooking on Thanksgiving, and I'm I'm in the kitchen back and forth in front of the TV, and uh, I come in the living room. Oh, shoot, the Bears scored quick. Let me hit rewind on this. What happened? Like, that was quick. Uh, okay. Oh, dang. He was halfway decent. And it's not that he scored on the first drive. When I say it was quick, it's not just because it was the first drive. He actually moved down the field quickly. It was only like a, a three or four play drive or five play drive. It was like, okay, we're not even going to act like this. We're going to take our time to do this. We're just going to do this and get this out the way. I was like, yeah, it was actually okay. six play. It was a six play, fifty uh fifty. Uh, they started with fifty. It was six play, six plays and took over fifty yards in their score. Which, and I agree with you. Is in uh the current their current um I'm trying to figure out what we're gonna call that their current makeup team makeup if you want to call it that. That's the best I can come up with. Uh, and how they're playing, they haven't done it all year. So for them to actually score that, you know, within the first few minutes of the game, yeah, I was, trust me, I was just like you, like, wait a minute, they scored that one? <laughs> for me, and, and let's keep it real, all of the, all three of the games that's going on, uh, on Thanksgiving are national games, so you're not going to avoid talking about them. 
usually the first game of the day is usually what everybody expects to be the boring day. Uh, it actually wasn't a boring day. I, I will say this. As much as I'm happy that the Bears won the game, Taz touched on it already. What in the heck was Matt Patricia uh, thinking, putting them in man coverage most of the game? I used the term during our morning uh, meeting that they didn't necessarily agree with, but I'm still going to use it again. Trubisky has not looked great all season, but against man coverage, I feel like he's looked all world. He has averaged a passer rating of over 118 against man coverage. Something tells me that even if you're going to use man coverage, let's not do that most of the game. I mean, with man coverage was not stopping Trubisky today. It's like it was almost like he was able to go through his progressions. And it wasn't just that he was able to go through his progressions, but it was like they, the coverage wasn't good. And I'll say, over the past years, Detroit's secondary had been their downfall. This season, their secondary had actually been pretty decent and was one of the best parts of their defense. Well, it didn't look so great yesterday. That secondary was a uh, – I don't know what I don't know what word to use, but it was definitely crippling them yesterday. You mean Thursday? I get. It. I'm, I'm the same day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said. I said that. I said yesterday. But honestly, I want to. I want to feel like. I want to feel like it just happened because wins for the Bears have been few and far between. Five hundred ball. Yeah, you got to. If we keep we got to hold on as long as we can. <laughs> if we keep it real. If we keep it real, we got to 500 by beating the Giants and the Lions. If we don't beat the Giants and the Lions, the Bears are three and nine. Very true. I mean, I'm a Bears fan, but good guys, Who's up I can't next get for the that, that excited. Who's up next one? Who do, who do the Bears? The, the next four games are some good games. The Bears play over the next four games, Dallas, Kansas City, Green Bay, and Minnesota. Ooh. Right. <laughs> so, easy games are out the way. It's <laughs> like the, re- the next four games are potentially, depending on how things fall over the next four weeks, could all be against at the time they play against first-place teams. They're definitely against first- and second-place teams no matter what. The only thing that's taken yeah. them out of definitely being first- and second-place, two of those teams are against Minnesota and Green Bay. But depending on when they play and how the records are falling at that time, they can be playing four first-place teams over the next four weeks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. There's no feeling that <laughs> Now, the one thing about it is it, it, it is an opportunity for them to play, to, you know, be the underdog and, and, and cause upsets. Now, can they do that? When you look at how, you know, Green Bay fared against um, – and I know we're going to get into that, but when you look at how Green Bay fared against the 49ers um, – it does bring some things to mind. Before we get to the meat and potatoes of this, I just want to I want to uh, stop and pause. They're showing 
the Steelers showing up against the Browns, and Steelers players are wearing T-shirts coming into the stadium saying that say "Free Pouncy." Yeah, yeah, can't believe that. Wearing shirts that say "Free Pouncy." Okay, now we can we can move on. I just had to say that. I, I, I take that as you know. We know what's going on. It's There's nothing to be said behind that. I just had to point that out. Exactly. So, you know, when you're looking at the, the schedule that the Bears have going forward over these next few weeks, like you said, they, they're definitely going to have to play uh, walking to Green Bay and Minnesota, who could very well or most likely will be one and two in the NFC North around that time. Um, today, I mean, we're not – well, the game against Detroit – I can't take away from what Mitchell Trubisky did, like you said. You know, when you're playing, when you have a quarterback who does very well against man, um, off of man defense, then you can't play the entire game that way because now you made it easy for him. You in the same, you're in the same covers the entire time. You haven't just, you haven't disguised anything. You haven't come out and did two, you know, show zone and did had everybody roll over the man. You're not doing anything. You're just saying we're gonna play man and let you and then make you beat us, which obviously didn't work out well for them. Now, I do have to give you know um, Detroit their due because um, Blau played a great game. Um, I was really impressed. Really impressed with how he just, you know, how he how he was composed. Um, but like you said, and I understand what you were saying, you know, during our meeting, as far as you know, backup quarterbacks typically do, you know, can't have a first big game, even though that's not true. They are very. I think it's it's more of if you give it, if you had to put a percentage to it, you know, there's less opportunity for that than there is, you know then there is an opportunity for somebody to come in and do a great job. Um <clears throat> he just I think he worked really well with the with the with their deep with their offense. I think their offense supported him. Um you know and, and did what they need to do to stay within the game. And it's really if you look at it, the way they the way Detroit played is nothing indicative of how they played all year. They have no problem being in the game. They just not winning the games. Right, Detroit. Every, every game. Has, Go ahead. Detroit. Detroit consistently cannot pull the game out, and that is a problem. I mean, because if, if we keep it real, even with Trubisky doing what he did, the Bears are proving to me that the coaching staff has not disciplined them well, has not gotten them ready to be disciplined. Because even not with them pulling the game. Even with them pulling the game out, the Bears had some pretty boneheaded, uh, pretty boneheaded, uh, what's the word, flags yesterday. On Thursday, excuse me, I keep saying yesterday. Mistakes. Um, you know, just just any of any any time that you're now look. Obviously, they're not the same team as Baltimore, right? Baltimore played a mistake-free, no flags, no nothing game, and it takes a lot of concentration to do that. But and that's the one thing the Bears have not been able to really get together outside of you know Nagy's um, up until um, this particular game play calling you know and, and the positions he's, he would put the offense in where they couldn't be they they couldn't be productive um, 
I'll give them there was there was definitely a better choice of um, calls this week or last week, <clears throat> and 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 it definitely works in their in their favor. But let's keep it real, dude. If Matt Stafford played this game, I don't think the Bears won. Actually, I I had a feeling one of you all were going to say that today. I think uh, in that first game, if Matt Stafford played, I believe the Bears would have lost. I believe if Matt Stafford played yesterday, I believe it would have been. I think it would would have been arguable. I believe it would. I'm not going to say the Bears definitely would have won. I'm just not willing to say the Bears definitely would have lost. Well, that's in the record books, and they got a dope backup to the backup quarterback. Right, better than my backup. So we'll we'll see how he does. I um. I actually hope he does well. They, you know, not so much necessarily for Detroit's behalf. <laughs> you know. Now, uh, I have a very but, realistic question. I have uh, a very, very realistic question, and it's and it's not me hating on Stafford at all, but with the mm-hmm. fact that the the you hate no the, Stafford. I'm the, sorry. No, 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 Stafford. I, no, I'm not hating on him with this question. I'm really okay. not hating on him this question. That's your um, question. With the fact that with the fact that the Lions have not been able to win even with Stafford, I would compare this to the Cubs in the nineties with Mark Grace. Mark Grace won the Cy Young Award and then they they still uh let Mark Grace go in a trade. Because they felt like Mark Grace was at his at his highest peak and get the highest trade value. The Lions have not won with Stafford. Would it be a good time to trade Stafford? And I really want to ask. They that. just resigned not him. I'm, I'm, I and I don't disagree. With that. But the they, point they is, just they haven't won. So I don't him. think they can. I don't think it's a QB situation, though. I don't think it's right, so I, I don't think, think that's why Stafford's in, in any jeopardy. It's not right. a QB situation. They're trying to get this coaching situation together and get the right weapons out mm-hmm. there for Matt. So I don't think it's a, a Matt situation. I do think that there are pieces of the coaching staff that still haven't come together. Once again, like how we touched on – so, Matt Patricia, you thought this man was really good. Even though you keep seeing it don't work, you, you just going to keep going out. Right. You know, yeah, so when you're right. looking at so, things like that, it's not the – it's not the um, – it's not it has nothing to do with Stafford. It has everything to do with their coaching. We can go I back over the last few seasons and say that. Yeah, it's definitely a coaching It's definitely a coaching Stafford is – I think Stafford has been the most consistent player – that Detroit has had in the entire time he was there, and that includes when Calvin Johnson was there. Calvin Johnson was the best player, but Stafford was the most did consistent he, did, player. Did, did he just give him credit? I've always felt he was consistent. I know. I just, uh, I just, I just oh, <laughs> I've always felt he was consistent. I've never not said that. You all have, These you are the all Detroit have misread what I've said every time. No, no, you no. Have, no, you said what you said. I said, said he was overrated. That's what, what I said. said. I, don't go try to change it now. 
No, I'm not changing it. I said it was overrated. I don't disagree with that. I know what I said. I still feel that way. He's still been the most consistent player that they have had in his entire time there. So and they we're going to let you stop talking about quarterbacks because you were a fan of Zay Cutler and you just really think Chase Daniels was like <laughs> freaking Dan Marino in his first game. So I don't know if we're going to let you know. No, I did not say you were Dan Marino. I, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Dan Marino is one of my favorite all-time quarterbacks. quarterbacks. That, no, you're not putting that one on me by any stretch. I don't care if you it's a joke and you're not Mike, that am I telling a fair period? It's like, Jamie no. Daniels in his first game looked amazing. He looked up slow. Oh, slow down. <laughs> no. Slow down. <laughs> you, uh, that's not even good. a joke. I'm, I'm not, that's not even a, that's not even a joke. I'm, no. Uh-uh, no. No. <laughs> like, I'm not no. going. <laughs> you're not putting that on me. <laughs> <laughs> he, no. It's now, not going there. <laughs> I, I, I'm letting you off all the time. No. Like, no. Like, no. Just no. Right. Come on, man. You don't have to oh, tell me a better position to talk about. But, again, um, they do have oh, a pretty man, tight schedule. Funny. It's nice when, it, when a team does have a, a backup that's consistent. Last time Chicago saw that level of consistency, it was Josh McCown, which actually did a pretty good job when Jay Cutler was, right. was injured. So, you know, right I, I, I can't run on that. He, he, did. he definitely did a great job. So we'll see what's in store for the Bears. They don't have the lightest end of the season as this last quarter of the season. It's pretty – some pretty tough games. I don't think any of those games – a gauntlet. Let's, let's be real. Right we got to go through the gauntlet. Because, like, even if the Bears go undefeated from here on out, we still need help, even with going undefeated from here on out. Yeah, we still and when I look at Detroit, when I look at Detroit um, last quarter of the regular season, they do um, play the Vikings next Sunday on a Vikings short week. I don't know if that's an advantage or not. As of yet, I will be researching that this week. But they play Tampa, they play the Broncos, and they play Green Bay. So they might – I hope they don't split it, but um, definitely doesn't look like going up against a row of first-place teams who are at the point of where they've got everything to lose. They are fighting for a great position in the postseason, which is what the Bears are going up against. So the Lions have just a little bit of breathing room, and, you know, you you go to play every game to win. Some people are feeling like the Lions should just drop the ball, get some – great picks in the off season, make the transitions and free agency and try again. I'm still stuck on the coaching staff. I think there's a lot of try again that needs to happen there. But we'll see what happens. But the Chicago Bears got the turkey this year. Yeah. Chicago Bears got the turkey. Did they get the turkey legs? They got the belt. They got the wrestling belt. They even have a belt. And they had somebody from yes. the WWE presented. Sean, I Sean that. gave him the belt. He, he gave him the belt. I, I like wrestling. I know who them. Um, he gave him. He gave him the belt. <laughs> so I thought that was, that was pretty dope. So um, moving on now. Now we are getting into the game that um, I must see TV today and tomorrow. And we're going to kick it off with the fact that Green Bay is in New York as the Giants closes them. And to kick off the Green Bay game, 
one of our amazing counterparts who has been here since this show is an idea, really did not think that the 49ers were going to come for the Green Bay Packers the way they did. The, the Man, Green I was wrong. They conquered and they kicked in the face of the Green Bay Packers, and then they left. I didn't even think that was going to happen. I did think that if anybody had to get the W, I did have faith. I wanted to kind of see the matchup, but I was told last week that I had to pick a side, so I picked a side. I picked the 49ers. The reason I wanted to see the matchup is the Green Bay Packers and the 49ers are two of the teams that are being talked about as the possibility of making it all the way to the Super Bowl. So I definitely wanted to see how they fared against each other and who would come out on top. Clearly, we don't have to ask that question anymore. As far as I'm concerned, the Packers should just go home for the rest of the season after that game. Like, there's nothing else y'all need to prove. Y'all need to hold y'all head in shame. Because the 49ers <laughs> came out there and was like, bam. Who, Aaron, back. who? We don't care they nothing about A.A. Ron today. Shut everything they packed, down. They I can just walk the way to the water. Bye-bye, Phil. Discount double check. Man, all I can say right, is right. The funny, the funny. Wait, Bernard, was that you that sent the meme? <laughs> the all face they find me. Hold on, let me see. Mm. Oh gosh, that meme. was that was hilarious. They, they, that they was said hilarious. <laughs> that meme was hilarious. He said, "It said, let me pull that up because I want I don't want to say that wrong. I want to say that right. Oh gosh, I gotta find that." Keep talking while I'm looking. Oh gosh, that was hilarious. But yeah, here I mean anybody. Oh no, here it is. Go ahead. It says if Aaron Rodgers had all state instead of State Farm, he'd be protected from this kind of mayhem. Oh, I <laughs> mayhem <that>. like this. <laughs> he said he'd be protected from mayhem like this. <laughs> and it had a picture of Aaron Rodgers just being at the bottom of the pile under like four forty ers and the ball was falling out of his hand. If Aaron Rodgers had all state instead of State Farm, he'd be protected from mayhem like this. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> How did I forget that? Great, Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> that's a great commercial if they can, if they can get the footage. <laughs> the license the footage, straight up. Aaron can make a lot of money. They don't even need to do that. All I know is all, they don't even need to do that. All all state needs to do is retweet that. <laughs> That's all all state needs to do is retweet that. That was guy. absolutely hilarious. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was like funny. he was dead. He was like he was like the whole stand by me. You want to see a dead body? Like that's how he looked. And then oh, wow. it was pretty bad. So it it was absolutely hilarious to me. But moving right along, um, Green Bay is normally the team that comes out of the NFC, not just NFC North. Some kind of way they come out of the NFC after having some ridiculously strange season and make it to the postseason. I don't know if Relax is starting to turn into tired for my man. I don't think he's got all the right weaponry this year. I'm, I'm not mad at the coaching. Well, I'm not mad he has at something Green he Bay's hasn't had in a while. He has something he hasn't had in a while. His name is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a running back. Normally, Aaron Rodgers has to run because he doesn't have a running back to run for him. He has a running back. I'll but that. is that working in his favor right now? Because it doesn't seem to be working. 
Well, it doesn't considering, seem. Considering they are. Eight they three, still have, they still haven't given him look at, his mind. Right. So I mean, when you look at going up against a team I, like like um, the Forty Let's let's say let's say they make it to the postseason and have to face the face the Ravens or something like you know or a team like that. Right now, I can't see how they would be able to you know do well against it just based off of that one game. <clears throat> now we know the teams make changes or, or what have you, but you know I kind of agree with you. I, it's kind of it's it's hard to see where he is, even though even with their record and with their standing. Um, to kind of feel like it just based off of how he's played. Um, he still has to be Superman to an extent. Um, and like you said before, he doesn't have the same type of weapons. He's he's used to having, you know, he's used to having it like he's had in the past. So even with that, in, you know, taking it into consideration, that one loss I don't think that's going to stop them from, you know, moving, you know, moving further. Like you said, they seem to be the one that they're, they're that one team that finds a way into the postseason. Well, you know, I will some say type of way. Yeah, but, the but see, this, this time time around, though, this time around, I might have to agree with Cass. They may make it into the playoff, but the team but, they would be going yeah. up against. I, I don't think they they're, not the they're, not they're not ready. They're not ready at all. Yeah, they're not ready for the playoffs. The, the NFC, the NFC playoff picture this season, I don't think they're in the conversation. And I would even go as far as to say the same thing about the Patriots. The the two consistent I teams from the NFC the and the AFC. Well, I, I, I want to put the longest. I hope y'all don't make it to the Super Bowl phrase on my shirt with a Patriots logo so bad. And that's no hate to you. I'm just saying the consistency, <laughs> the consistency of those two teams being their QBs is, is not going to be able to carry them this time. It's just not. Yeah, nah, they're going to need you. You're going to need your whole team. Both conferences well, looking at, have, um, some, have some true players. Both conferences have some looking at, 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 both, at both, um, definitely looking at both teams. Um, today I have a little bit more faith in, this is going to sound so weird, in the Giants. They do host, um, the Giants do host Green Bay in New York today. I, I, I don't, I don't dislike the Giants. But, well, let me put it this way. I believe Green Bay could pull it out. I just don't know if the Giants will let them. Now, they have a quarterback situation that is probably one of the most interesting in the entire league. I, I didn't think it could get worse for Eli, but, you know, sometimes you think long, you think wrong. So, I, I, don't, I don't even care what <laughs> The outcome of this game. If Green Bay is smart, they'll take this W. Um, after this, Green Bay may have another easy win. Now we saw the outcome with this with um, the Detroit Lions. So I, at this point, don't know what to say about the Super Nine um, Washington Redskins. But they go to Green Bay the following week. Then the last games are all division games in Chicago. Minnesota and Detroit. So the Green Bay Packers do have a little bit of a run as well that they definitely have to go up against. 
I don't think. I think this yeah. the, the Green Bay Packers run is the division run. It's, it's so you're right. They have division games to 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 contend with because I don't care who you playing in your division. Your entire division, even your last place team in your division, is going to play you well. So that's the only good thing I can say about uh, say about Detroit. No one in the division ever really runs over Detroit. As much as Chicago won, no. they, they didn't run over well, Detroit. They didn't run over Detroit. Well, um, I was a little shocked when the Detroit Lions played another team that I happen to have mentioned. Yeah, I, I, I was a okay. tad bit shocked when they played the Redskins. I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> like, is this for real? Like the Redskins <laughs> were like, we are not but see, leaving without I said a in your division. That's why I said in your division. Well, they have they they we got to see if the Lions can come back. They couldn't come back against the Bears. And and but here's the crazy thing though. This is I think if Matt Stafford was healthy, those would have both been wins. That's I really what think I'm this saying. Come down to the fact that Matt Stafford was not healthy and. The Bears were able to take advantage of that, and by golly, so were the Redskins. But I really believe that if Matt Stafford was healthy, that they definitely would have been eating turkey on Thursday, this past Thursday. And so now swinging it back over to Green Bay. I think in that first game, I, I think it was in that first game the Bears would have definitely lost. I do believe that. I think in Thursday's I game, they would have I definitely lost. It was a definite. I don't well, see it. Well, I see it was debatable. But, 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 but what we're not going to do. Uh-huh. I understand what you're both uh-huh. saying. Um, because from our standpoint, he's taking into consideration, yeah, Matt, you know, Matt would have played and gave them a better chance as far as on the offense. But if he ran the same type of defense, we, can't, we don't know. If he still played, man. I don't think he would have because that's the one thing I do like about Matt Stafford. When Matt Stafford sees them line up and and, and they 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 looking, is it nope? He's quick to be like, uh, uh-uh, call a timeout, to do something, go get a to put a black cat on the field, go do something. I'm not <laughs> Speaking Which of just that, just called uh, and the way they just lined up is not gonna work. It's not about speaking of that. The the cats in November for the NFL. One of the other uh, stations pointed it out. All of the teams that ha- that have a cat for a mascot have not won a game in the month of November. The Lions, the Lions have zero wins. The Panthers zero wins. The Bengals zero wins, and I'm forgetting one other. One. Oh, and the Jaguars zero wins. Four. Four but that's not good, yeah. That's not that's that's that. now he's hold on, hold on though. But he is he is now a part of the team because when they put all the team members up on the big jumbo time, Black Cat has a number now and he is a part of the team. <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't even talking about the cat. I was just pointing out the fact that all of the cats have lost this year. But I he didn't even know that, that part. He came in the plaster job in the middle of the game, like, ooh, look, this looks like a good place to work right here. Just pardon me, y'all. Yes, he has a number. <laughs> and they put his picture what on the jumbo number. That is funny. I think it's 12 or something. It's something weird, but he's part of the team. 
<laughs> and he don't count. Because he's not a football. He is. I was pulling up. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. I thought it was really – that was cute. But going back to Green Bay, um, I'm going I'm to rock with Green Bay today for the W, even though I know the Giants are going to play like grandma's apple pie sitting in, in the window from the 1950s cartoons. But I just think Aaron Rodgers might pull it out. But I do like I the Giants. The so I don't know. I don't know. I think, think the Giants are going to lose, but I'm, y'all not going to get me to say the same thing I said last week twice in a row. Uh, <laughs> plus when I said it last week. Plus yeah. when I said it last yeah. week, uh, I, uh, I was way wrong. <laughs> so I'm going to say it the other way. I think the Giants are going to lose. <laughs> I will, I mean, I'll let you have it this week. It was a holiday week. I was like, go ahead. <laughs> I have to go there. Oh man, you can have it. Uh, all right, uh, um, Mike, it's on you. I know. Well, I don't know. See, the one thing about New York when they play Green Bay is they always play hard. So, and that's regardless of what their record is, um, has been during the season. However. I think I'm a fool for Green Bay, only because I think after that last, you know, after being blown out last week, um, they 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 probably got a little chip on their shoulder and they want to get blown out again, especially. Or I hope they again. got a chip on their shoulder after that embarrassment. Who has a chip on the shoulder? Play the only time I've ever seen Green Bay have a chip on their shoulder is anytime they play the Bears. If the Bears. Embarrass them or hurt Aaron Rodgers. They they didn't they just were playing other people to get back to the bed. And then they showed up like the whole Transformer squad. It was like they just landed on the field with like Meg, Megatron and Bumblebee and the twin. Like they were like it was not winning game. Hey, man, they be pulling out Voltron because they pull out Devastator they from the Constructicon. They got the Go-Bots special teams. Like it's all fun. They will not let the Bears. If the Bears ever did, like when they, when did they when they dislocated. Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't play the whole season to that game. He came in that game like Wonder Twin Powers activated. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, mm. didn't play with a swing. Did you say Wonder Twin Powers? Did she literally just say Wonder Twin Powers? Sure did. <laughs> and then he didn't play no more games. Oh. The super friends up in here with the, with the Wonder what Twins. What is that? <laughs> That is the only team that I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers have a chip on his shoulder with. It's, it's the Bears. Everybody else would be like, all right, we lost. We got to go back to the Bears. The Bears are not going to beat me. I mean, the, the Bears are not going to beat Oh, yeah. Me. No, no, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I mean, if we, if we keep it real, if we keep it real, in the first game of the season last season, not this season, but last season, the Bears thought they injured Aaron Rodgers. Well, they did injure Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was not right for the rest of the season. That's what Aaron Rodgers said, forget this. I'm coming back in this game. I'm not letting the Bears win this game. My backup is not staying in this game. I'm coming back in this game. The Bears are going to lose this game. And uh-huh. sure enough, that's what happened. He is not down for the Bears winning a game against them. Especially in Green Bay. Yeah, it, it, he is not it, down it, for that. Not, 
There's not, you know, I don't care. But, so this, I don't think they that. have a chip on their shoulder. The one thing I do like about Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers' leadership. And who knows what actually actually happens on the team bus and the team plane. They might start throwing tapioca at each other. Who knows? But what I do know is when he has to be the front man, he does take a loss well, even when he's not happy about it. And he actually, whatever they have to own up to, they own up to. And he gets the team back together to prepare them for the next game. Because, honestly, the last game is in the book. We either played well or we didn't. Yeah, you can't capitalize and got to win. And, right, there's nothing you can do about it. So they're not, they haven't been um, a vengeful team where you can sit there and be like, oh, my God, they lost against, I don't know, the Redskins. So that means they're definitely coming back with a vengeance. Aaron Rodgers is going to play the same quality game every single time, whether they want yep. or lost. So he, he does not take – the pain from the last game into the next game. He treats every game like it's a new game and they have to capitalize and get the W. And I do like that about him. And that's so messed up because I'm not a Green fan. Green Bay fan, my team is a huge rival of theirs. But I I can't knock for, you know, credit is due. And I do like that about no, him. No. Unfortunately, no, no, this, no. this season, what I'm used to seeing with the Randall Cobbs and the Jordy Nelsons and, and all these great weapons that he's had in the past, I don't really see that this season when they bite Bob Mike Jones back. Um, it, 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 he's working with what he has. Who? He doesn't. Mike he Jones. Doesn't, he doesn't have – he's got a great receiving core. He's got a really, a really nice um, running back. But what we were used to – That's about – yeah, you know, they they still have problems. Obviously, they have problems with their interior line. Um, <clears throat> so there's some, there's some things there, but the one that's the one thing about Green Bay, they just figure out how to win. Um, close win. If they can beat you, if they can beat you down, they will. If they can't, then they you know it's you know holding it out and figuring out what works and do that. That's the one thing right, I can't say about their coach. I do like yeah. You know, I do like you know, the so I can't, I, I, the game <clears throat> at hand. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So New York, on the other hand, obviously they've had some, they got they've got their tumultuous situation going on there with the quarterback situation, and obviously uh, Eli's not happy. But hey, man, you, if you ain't balling, you gotta sit, figure out what your problem is, you know, and work it out. And if you ain't working it out, you just ain't working it out. You can't, you can't be mad at nobody. You need some Oreos. Something. Sit down, you know, go sit down and have a talk with your brother. You know, you, it may be time to retire. Who knows? You know, he's had a good run. Um, his career hasn't been, you know, super stellar, but it hasn't been bad. So, man, I take my lunch and like, it's like, it might just be time to sit, sit down, dude, and, and call it done. You know. Um, so, who are you picking today? I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm a roll. All right, well that's three. I, I think that's yeah. three. For Lambo Field lovers, that so is three. All three of us rolling with them. Don't say that like that. Don't say oh, that like that. I'm, I'm sorry. Somebody. <laughs> that's how it is, is, man. Why you mad? So that's it. Don't be mad now. Don't say don't it like that. You're on the boat now. 
But the Seattle Seahawks are eighth in the league, and all you know, on the offensive side of the ball, the Vikings are twelfth. That's not too bad. The Vikings are twelfth in defense. Um, Seattle is twenty third. So we really have to do a great job of containing Russell Wilson. Our front seven have to get at him. <clears throat> We're gonna have to get really him. get Russell. You know, yeah, and, and I, I, I emphasize each one. We got to take Russell out of his game mentally. Um, we also are going to have to, you know, he's got an amazing arm. So that aerial attack that he does have, got to keep the, the, the safeties in the corners have to stay. He's going to be dropping the ball. <laughs> they have, they have, he, well, I'm trying to hope he doesn't. <laughs> they have to stay at them. So, Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin, um, definitely looking for a lot of work and a lot of production out of you guys at getting to the quarterback. Now, mind you, the Seattle Seahawks do have a pretty decent O-line. They do give Russell a lot of hang time to look for the open man or make the decision. But Russell's not afraid to get out of the pocket, run and slide for that first down. So the that defensive front has to be on him. The corners and the safeties, Trey Wayne, um, and Harris if you playing, Harrison Smith. Man, you guys have to ball and I'm gonna say another name. And when I say this name, I need to if I had a shot right now, I'd take it first. Xavier Rhodes. <laughs> She had to pause oh, for a God. second. <laughs> I did. I can pass you a beer. We ain't got no I have so been I open the champion camp, for this man in college. <laughs> when I, I remember the NFL I'm sorry. Did I'm sorry. During Xavier Rose rookie season, she was his biggest fan. She was I his was. biggest fan. She, she was awesome. Remember Sharif Floyd? Sharif got hurt, never bounced back. Right now? You like giving me a bit of your face. And I'm a really cute girl. And still you until I see that flag and I I already know who it's on. And and we get fifteen yard penalties. I mean like the team get like a first down and a half. The play could be under uh and the play could be against Janelle Hunter or Everson Griffin. She believes it's against Xavier Rose. Before hey. they say something. Nine times out of ten. Like, I know his emotion is high. He's a, a great player. But some of that emotion, dude, when when you walk out that locker room, because you leave like 80% of it in there. <laughs> I, just, I, about to say like I, I don't even. 10%. You no. Know, no. No, because these these are major penalties at critical times. I I get y'all have to work really hard in in those corners and safety positions. You got to work really, really hard to keep those wide outs covered, to stop the check down, to catch one of them little super fast running backs that run like Marvin the Martian did in every Looney Tunes cartoon. I get but the holding penalties. This morning are in rare form. The holding penalties and these PIs and then the, the extra that comes with it. We're playing Seattle, and, and 
Seattle and <laughs> Seattle and the Vikings at one point had a pipeline. I thought they were best friends. You know, like it was like you take this player, I'll take that one. Like we ain't trade with nobody else but them. But <laughs> their team is solid. We we didn't. It, it was the weirdest situation for a couple of years. But the team is solid. And their chemistry right now is on 900 because they're, they're defying all of the odds. Nobody expected Seattle to look the way they look. Nobody expected Seattle to look bad or average, but they're out here killing. And But the crazy thing is both the Vikings and the Seahawks, what makes this an even better matchup, is they're both right now sitting at the wild card spot because the teams that have the number one spots in their division just won't let up. So these teams are right now, if the playoffs were today, they both are wild card teams. So this is a great matchup, like just like I felt like the 49ers and um, Green Bay was to see. We all know what that outcome is, so go minus. <laughs> um, it's the same thing with, with this. Um, and, and the defense, by us having the 12th-ranked defense as of today in the standings, and they have the 23rd-ranked defense, They've got to utilize that. So those penalties that my squad loves to, I think they have a bet, like, we at least need five really bad penalties every day. No. No. They're going to have to play damn near perfect defense today. They they are. So Coach Zimmer, this, this is where you come in. Those third down, they do not let them convert on third down. Russell Wilson is lethal if he can convert on third down. Russell Wilson, it's just like it's like lights come on the field and the wide receivers are like, I'm open. They might not even be open, but it's just like all happens in slow motion and then it's a touchdown, you know, and the other team is like, well, did y'all snap the ball? What happened? What happened? <laughs> so we can't play like that. Xavier's got to watch the penalties. There are quite a few players that have to watch penalties. Um, sometimes Harrison as well. Trey Wayne. I don't care what happens. You <laughs> said, look, let, let, and, and, I'm not and, putting it all on Xavier Rose. I'm not yeah, putting it all on Xavier and Harris. Rose. You other people left. And Mr. Curse. Y'all, please pick off anything you can find. If it looked like a ball and it went in the air, go get it. Stop catching the man after he catches the ball. Stop stop pushing him forward, Trey. Trey had you had two really good games. These last two games you were really good. You and, and, and Mr. Kirk who, who I think is phenomenal right now. Ant is amazing with his hands and, and safety. Ant will find the ball and it'll be a turnover and need y'all on that. You cannot let this is a team they're quick and speed. They make very, very quick decisions. When that ball comes out of Russell Wilson's hands, it's it's a go. It's it's, it's like one of the best moving pieces. It's like a marching band or something that practiced for 30 weeks. I've actually watched how the team moves. So I am going to look at, you know, some more films tonight as to whether zone or man, how how different teams have fared against them and the defenses that they've chosen to cover the Seahawks. But you three, oh, my goodness, we need you guys more than anything. And the de- on the defense, so the defense just has to come through. Period. The defense can do a great job of containing them. That's a big help. But then we gotta swing it over to the passing game, and we're 15th in the league in the passing game. And the Seattle Seahawks again are 11th. And for the Seahawks to be doing as good as they are doing, that is, is that's not a far jump. 
No, that's not. That's that's no, that that's really just uh, some minor differences. But then that, in but how then, you, but, how but then that changes. It, that that changes because you have a passing game coming from Kirk Cousins and a passing game coming from Russell Wilson. Kirk has yeah, proved that, Kirk that, has that. proven to have a strong arm. He has been able to find Stephon Diggs. Um, Adam Thielen is, is injured. That hurts. Great utilization lately of the tight end. Kyle Rudolph's name is being mentioned. Kyle Rudolph's getting great yards. Kyle Rudolph is he we've got a big tight end. He's not only a stocky tight end, he's very tall. So he's been a key factor, especially in quite a few um touchdowns in, in that, that uh that red zone play. He's been a huge, huge factor and he's also come through for a few check down plays. Um on the running side of the ball, there is nothing I can say about Dalvin. So Dal- Dalvin's out there beasting. It's like you give Dalvin the ball and all he sees is the end zone. He doesn't – if it babies, anybody could be out there. It doesn't matter. He's going to be for the yards <laughs> to keep marching down the field. The same thing when they put in the rookie Madison as a tailback. He's, they, keep, they just have a, a great one-two combination on the running back. On that side of, I'm sorry, at that position, we gotta keep Kirk Cousins covered, and Kirk Cousins' confidence cannot waver when his when it's prime time and his confidence wavers. Oh my God! It, 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 it. And, and I hope everything that's happened the in the last five games. The on the offensive side of the ball, one of the things I'll say: what they have got to prevent is Kirk Cousins believing this is a shootout. When Kirk Cousins goes out there and just tries to play football, he looks more a little bit more than halfway decent. It's when he gets out there and tries to get into a shootout is when he begins to show that he's human. And I don't think you Because I don't know if his name is that phrase in Western. <laughs> I just don't want If this becomes an offensive battle If this becomes an offensive battle I believe it will be Seahawks But I think you're right All these other people got to step up Don't let Kirk Cousins be pleased That this is a shootout He will start trying to do stuff he should know better than He, he, he does and, and he's got a great arm I, Now I can't front on Kirk's arm Kirk's arm is Awesome, but I don't want to see overthrown and underthrown passes, and and don't panic to the point where you feel you've got to stretch any of the receivers. You just you don't have to. Right, it's just a matter of you don't have to. I mean, say, we're, we're fifth. In, the Vikings are fifth game, in rushing. Right, the Vikings are fifth in rushing in the league, and I can't front. And Seattle, their rushing game is pretty serious. They're actually sitting at seven. So. This is pretty tight. It's not a runaway game on paper. But on the field is where Russell Wilson has, and this is when we were talking earlier in our pre-show meeting, Russell Wilson is listed along with Lamar Jackson in the MVP race because Russell has been able to keep his team even when he thought they were going to fall apart. And to me, one of the best games that I've seen Seattle play this season was when they played the 49ers. They they were just relentless. All the way to overtime, they were relentless. And, and Until that final countdown said zero, Russell kept his team 
in the game. And, I mean, they were sacking. They did everything but throw Russell in the stands to the 12th man crew of people. And Russell didn't care. He was very relentless, very his composure, very disciplined. And so that's where it kept the team. And it started to upset the 49ers, and they slightly unraveled and started forcing plays in overtime. Because the 49ers had a, 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 they were in a great position to win. They just did not capitalize on it. And, you know, I'm starting to think that kickers are having meetings again. Like, we're being disrespectful. <laughs> I, I said, they had to get attention. Yeah, I think they have the meetings again. Like, they said we're not real football players. You know, I just, I think, because on a lot of teams, we have a problem. Dear Minnesota, please don't have those problems. We, we've we had enough problems at Kicker from Blair Walsh to quite a few other people I can name over the last 10 years that they still haunt us. Don't don't you go into the Seattle game with them saying don't don't relive none of that stuff from the past at the kicking position. We got a dope punter. He likes to kick in the stands and make all the ball souvenir gifts. I absolutely love it. Um, but we <laughs> the Vikings have to fully, fully, fully contain Seattle. They've got to get – if they can get Russell Wilson out of this game on the defensive side of the ball, that's great. But the problem is, can we get our offense on fire? Tight end is rolling. Stephon Diggs is rolling. We, 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 the offense, we're not looking shabby. We just have to know that give her cousins, and we don't have a great O-line. That's, that's not a secret for Minnesota. I'm not saying anything that people who actually really watch the game have not seen. So, Kurt, the, the plays that Zimmer and crew, um, Stefanowski, that they're going to have to call may have to be quick-release plays because Seattle doesn't have the greatest defense, but we don't have a great O-line, and that's the problem. So we might make their front five look like superstars tomorrow, and and that just can't happen. That front seven has to hold that line by any means necessary, whatever needs to be done, even if they got to do one of those, hey, look, over there, what's that? And then, you know, let Kirk Cousin release the ball while the the other man is like, oh, where is it? So I don't care what happens. Just Xavier Rose, don't get no more penalties. Don't don't get no more and don't yell at the refs. Trey Wayne's try to, you know, beat your man where he is. Because when I've seen you do that and you pick balls off or, or tons of incomplete passes, you've been a rock star and you don't get a ton of penalties. So I'm with you for that. Ant Harris, find the ball. Whatever you do, Ant, whatever looks like it's coming anywhere near the end zone, you're going to get it. If, if it's going to anybody in green or white, you go get it. Just go get it. I don't. I don't care who. Just please, just pick it off. Harrison, I need you to do so amazing. The tackles that you make are absolutely amazing, and we need to see more of that. Their defense is going to have to literally work hard to take Seattle out of their game because once Russell gets that offense going, they're almost unstoppable. The chemistry, the flow, and everything. So of course, I'm going to ride with the Vikings. The Vikings not only need this win, they need. <laughs> the rest of the season, but I'm going to ride with them. It doesn't look like a bad matchup on paper whatsoever. Um, even when I look at the team stats, the team stats are so, so close. It's it's not right. even 10 points. or, or 10, I mean, super close. And even in points per game, they're almost even. 
Right. It, it, this mm-hmm. is a real. This is a real battle of looking at them on paper. Their stats are so close. So, and, and with the Vikings having a very rocky start because at the beginning of the season, her cousins didn't know who he was. He didn't know if he was like, you know, we don't know. Was he? Are you Peter Parker? Are you like Spider Man? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't. I don't know what. But he figured it out. And since he's figured it out, he has pretty much been on fire. He's been on fire. He's connecting. Um, not as many incomplete passes. Of course, you're going to have those. These things just happen. And the team's responding to it. The, the receivers are figuring out how to get open. The, the defense is doing a really good job. And we cannot drop the ball. And you've got to just, I mean, they play. I've, I've watched them. I was in L.A kind of listening and watching them and because I couldn't be there to support them. I'm sorry, guys. But in watching them come back from being down zero to win 2027 was amazing. They have what it takes to be in this postseason and go really, really far. But a lot of it is going to rest more so on the offense and the coaching and the calls and the plays that are going to be made on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball. So I'm definitely rolling with Minnesota. I don't have a point spread as of yet. I'm still looking at a few things. I've even been looking at highlights as we discuss both this matchup now. And I'm trying to, you know, figure out if I can even call a point spread. But both, this is going to be a great matchup. This is going to be hopefully a great game. And if the Vikings come out on fire and don't take anything for granted, I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game, but it's going to be very good to see. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Um, I think it's really going to come down to, I believe, both since both teams are in the wild-time bracket, they're definitely going to be playing hard. It's not going to be one of those games where, you know, it's going to be a soft, soft uh, play on either side. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's a Monday night game, so all of y'all, Get yourselves ready, you know, if you're going out, make sure you go out safely. <clears throat> if you stay at home, party for us. Party with us. And, you know, let's, let's see what happens. Um, as far as my personal pick, this might be my only true underside again. Because they're so close. Yeah. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually think that because of their closeness on paper is what actually makes me makes it easy for me to pick the Seahawks because their closeness in every aspect, I just believe Russell Wilson is enough of a deciding factor uh, to, to lean with the Seahawks. I agree with that. So the, so the odds are um, just a three-point favor right now for Seattle. Nobody thinks that Ooh. the Seahawks are going to run away with this. And it's no, 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 initially like we they were a five-point favorite. Huh? It's going to be a close game. I don't care how we cut it. This is not going to be Renard picking one team and the other team destroying them. It's just not. <laughs> it better not, guys. <laughs> they, they Green Bay 49 game did something you, bro. I, Man. I, I cannot, I cannot believe that game. I you can't, can't let it go, y'all. That game. He is so, I can't believe that game. I would have been okay with being wrong, 
I'm just in shock at how wrong this was. There was no, there was no parts of me that saw that coming. Man, so it happens. Oh, so you're undecided with this? Oh, clearly it happens because it happens. Well, the the only like like you said, the one the one only thing I can give you, I'd have to agree with just with Russell Wilson versus versus Kirk Cousins, and just looking at Russell Wilson's just his will and how he gets his team, you know, in 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 very tight games, just to you know to um, to play with him. And to almost will a win. Okay, and that's what that's what well, makes it easier for my team because my team had a horrible start, and yet they're right there together. The Seattle right. did not. Seattle. So that's did what not. I was. That's, my team. That's my what, team was confused. My quarterback was confused initially, and so to to bounce back the way that the team has bounced back on firing all cylinders, and to you know, looking at how close the stats are considering the first few games for the Vikings, we was like, I don't really know about this $84 million man out here on this field. It's going to turn around. And yet, look at where we are. And our defense right. is, is killer. And our offense, as if our offense, our, our, our rushing game is better. The, pass, the passing game is even closer. We're talking about a name being mentioned in the MVP category, be it Russell Wilson, and yet we're 12th and 15th? Like, you would think that that would be totally different with with us in the Kirk Cousins situation, and yet Kirk Cousins is, with his stats, is one of the top, he has one of the top passer ratings right now in the NFL. So I, this this is what swayed me toward the Vikings, because unless the Vikings, like, you actually have a shot, because you all didn't come out the gate running, too well, you kind of were limping, and yet you're right here with a team with a, a serious MVP contender. Right. So, I got it in, though. I, I got you. So, you're just rolling undecided. You really are. You, you, you Chris Brown, and I. <laughs> I didn't say undecided. I picked. I, I picked. Uh, I, I picked. No, she's talking about me. I'm talking about Mike. She's talking about me. Oh, okay. Mm, I don't know. I might be undecided until tomorrow. Okay. The betting window will be closed. I'll square up with the final date. You got the set um, in front of you there. You got the highlights. I'll leave you undecided. You're right. I'll leave you undecided. If that's, if, if, if that's what it is, you, I, I you know, might, wake up in the... I, it, might, I, it might just... You know, if I'm not, if I don't make a decision, I'll definitely make a decision before the show since we still got some more time. Okay. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. So we've got a few things that we should now cover. But once again, for Vikings, I'm, I'm rocking with you all my fans, all my fellow Vikings fans, Vixen the Viking. I'm rocking with y'all. Y'all better not let Seattle beat y'all. For that 12th man, and none of them birds that fly, none of that. So those who go in there and drink the Kool-Aid, come back with a W, and let's finish this season strong and make sure that Green Bay doesn't get the NFC North crown. Let's get out this wild card position and get and solidify ourselves a lovely spot in the postseason. I like that. <laughs> I like that quarterback. 
She said, I like that. Okay. Oh, wow. This is a person that they kept on saying, no, I didn't like that. Hey. I said, I don't like that. I said, yeah, you know, I like my team. You know, the quarterback sometimes give me gray hairs, but you know. But that has always that's always been been the case. That has, that's, she's not wrong. That has always been the case. You know, she she loves her team, but the quarterback situation be having her on edge every season. <laughs> I think I've grown older since Survivor Jackson. And if you have to follow the quarterback live since Survivor Jackson, I probably shouldn't have eaten butt right here. Until now. Oh wait, no, Brett Favre gave me a little bit of hope. My little my my hair turned back brown. <laughs> Man. Brett Favre gave her some hope. And then he did give me then, some uh, hope. Then, then uh what's the and name? Then uh, the New Orleans Saints happened. Bounty gate bounty gate so. happened. I don't care who he is for the rest of my life. I just know 2009 will never go away. So I was very happy to be present for the Minneapolis but, but But I have a better question. He is like this. Yes. What makes you more upset, 2009 or 1998? Both. Um, 2009, well, that's we can't keep going 10 years like this. This is giving us heart attacks and stuff. Uh, when Denny Green made the call that he made, and I just knew that my squad was going to the Super Bowl, and I saved all my little money because I was, like, super young. And I was like, I'm going to go to Miami and go to the Super Bowl. And then, the, the yeah, so that's not what happened. Um, I think 98 was more heartbreaking for me. 2009 was more, I, I was angry. I was angry because I I'm saw a, I'm going to say a few things about 98. 98, first of all, the Dirty Birds had no business even being in the Super Bowl. And, and the Vikings, the, the, the Vikings, Vikings that definitely season, should have been in the Super Bowl. The Vikings that season I, I just, were, were the greatest show on turf before the greatest show on turf. Are. When uh, was with, with all of that, it was amazing. It they, was amazing. They should have been. They were. I thought it was all about that Vikings life, and then they didn't run into a buzzsaw named the Atlanta Falcons and the Dirty Birds. What they did was they laid down against the Atlanta Falcons and them Dirty Birds. They laid down. It was a. It was the coaching call that was made, and that that was. That was the, the the. But it wasn't just one the, call because everybody keeps saying it was a coaching call. They looked horrible. That, in that final game. call, no, they didn't look horrible in the game. The game was very close. That final call was the dagger. That final Dennis Green call, Dennis Green's final call was the decision that he made to. Maybe I'm saying <sighs> they looked horrible because I expected more. I felt like they looked horrible because they were so much better all season. Yeah, they didn't look horrible. I mean, if people are fighting to get to the Super Bowl, you really think that a team is going to show up? That both teams have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Both teams came there with with the biggest S's on their both both squads had S's on their chest. I felt like they were going to fight this out. Like a, and this 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 was back in the day when football was still like football. Like you right, might run yeah. down the field and come back and go eyeball. Yeah, so I they were like, I, I felt like the Dirty Birds. 
this game I first, out. I felt like Atlanta didn't even belong in the league with uh with the Vikings. I, I That's didn't either. I, I didn't either, and I did not. And I felt like Atlanta did not deserve to go to that Super Bowl, and they choked. And so that's bad. why when they got to the Super Bowl, disaster. it looked that bad. That game wasn't even close. It, it, because they should they have looked been disaster. there. And it, and it was a bad coaching decision that on on my team's part that got them there. Unfortunately, um, and that's the. Those things do just happen. In two thousand nine, I was angry because I just I, I was looking at the refs like you you cannot tell me that you don't see what's happening. And there was so many missed calls and so many blown calls. And I'm like, I think Brett Fry was in pieces. I don't even think y'all can put him back together again like Humpty Dumpty. Y'all just don't see this. Like they shouldn't even be hitting him like this. Only of course later. For what to come out now, I'm not going to say that things like that don't happen. There's always going to be some type of, and, and let's, let's just keep it real. No, the players are not supposed to gamble on their own sport, but that doesn't mean that they don't have in their mind like, oh, when I go out there, I'm gonna take Russell Wilson out. Like they just been eating Russell Wilson's shoes mm, exactly. all week. Like I can't wait to get out exactly. because it does happen. That's part of the rivalry. That's part of the sport. But to be betting. What they did, it, it, and then for the referees to be like, I don't know, was 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 that a pi? Was that a legal hit? I don't know because his head is over here and his body's over there, and he got one foot over there. I don't know, ref, was it? Like they're hitting this man helmet, but come on, man! And it, it was just a, it was almost painful to watch. Was, and then to know like was, they treated him like Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy. Them they, they did, and then gross. to know that you were watching this game and you knew that they were just not calling certain things and it was upsetting you because you were like, bruh, how? And for it to turn around and come out to out me there, like houseway, was houseway. so <laughs> upsetting because then you really knew that what you were seeing was real and how did the officiating staff not see or, or call a lot of this? So that that's what, so there's two different feelings for me with that, but both of those are in the past, so I'm, you know, I was very happy with how the Minneapolis Miracle turned out. Even though I did with my squad, they were one game away from playing in the Super Bowl in their own hometown. Now, I know most people say that will probably never happen for any team because they say that the NFL doesn't make money when a hometown team plays the Super Bowl in their hometown. They make more money from people coming from out of town. Maybe true, maybe not. I've never looked into that. But I would have loved to see the Vikings play that Super Bowl game, win or lose, in Minneapolis that year. And they just there was, yeah, it was, it like, there was part of me that felt like it would likely happen with the New Orleans Saints. As many game, as many Super Bowls they end up in New Orleans. That game. I'm not gonna watch it. I don't care. I'm gonna be outside jumping rope in the middle of the winter. I don't care. No. <laughs> I really felt I'd like rather freeze and jump in the rope and watch that game. I'm sorry, <laughs> I really thought I was going to a lot to that muffler. Breeze play a home game. I thought Drew Brees was going to play a home game in the Super Bowl at one point. I really do. At this point, I don't know if it'll happen. I think New Orleans may make it back to a Super Bowl. I just don't know if it'll happen while they're playing in New Orleans. Oh, okay. You don't think it'll be a hometown Super Bowl? Is what you're saying? 
Right. Like us hometown. Right. I don't think that's for them. <laughs> right. I, re- I really think when you look at it, it's going to have to be a team like L.A., New Orleans, or Miami because those are the cities where the Super Bowl just returns consistently. It's, I mean, there will be other places where the Super Bowl – there are other places the Super Bowl takes place, but – They wouldn't have they wouldn't have it here now. No, it ain't gonna happen here. It ain't gonna happen here because the only reason that it can't happen in Chicago, right, is we don't have a regulation seating stadium. We're ten thousand seats short in Chicago. Literally, is the only reason because it has nothing to do with it being a cold weather market in an open stadium. Because oh yeah, I know. We've been to New York. Um, It's the seating, and I, I still am upset about that because the revenue that a Super Bowl brings in. It's Ooh. unreal, and it's not from the city. We have a beautiful the, city. It, I, I'm still mad about the dome part because the dome part means that we can't get the NC two A Final Four. Oh man, that's a whole different argument that I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I feel like we should have had a a, a, a much nicer stadium at this point. Uh, they, we had well, the Bears have a nice stadium. It's not that. It's just. There oh, no, no, when I say much nice stadium, organization we do have here. a nice stadium. Uh, we do have a nice, a nice stadium. stadium. It, anybody that's actually been through Soldier Field since the renovation will tell you it's a nice place. I just feel like it's not that it's a I bad place, right. but they should have they 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 torn down Soldier Field and just built a nice stadium. I, I, I agree with that. But yeah, there was an issue at the time as to it being a, a like considered a, a lamb having landmark status, which it ended up losing, and that cost um, the organization ten thousand seats. And they've tried for fifteen, sixteen years to figure out how to compensate for that. Even um, our previous mayor was trying to include. Um, it sits on the same grounds as one of the most famous convention centers in the U.S., definitely Chicago, um, McCormick Place, and they were trying to even figure out how to incorporate that in as the additional seating or whatever, and I I just don't think it works. And honestly, if you look at our stadium, um, unless you're going to put down 10,000 folding chairs, it's not even possible. So I I don't even know where There's nowhere to even add. It's not even possible to add the other 10,000 seats. The white the White Sox proves building seats up further higher is not a good idea because even when Comiskey Park was rebuilt, and they had nosebleed seats that they eventually chopped off because it was a bad experience. So there's really even if there's really no place to add seats, there's really no place to add seats well, even if you go higher. With with without doing some actual reconfiguration in the offseason, which can't be done now because now the Chicago Fire are back playing in Soldier Field, so there is no shutdown time. It's a concert. When did they they move the fire back to uh, Soldier Field? What happened to Toyota Park? And they have a new logo as well, the Chicago Fire. The soccer team has a new logo. They They are back at Soldier Field, so now – there's there's no downtime to even shut Soldier Field down to create a plan to possibly figure out how to add additional seating so the Super Bowl just won't be here unless the NFL there. agrees to unless the NFL actually agrees to let McCormick Place be a part of that. Yeah, uh, let's not go down that rabbit hole. I want to talk about 
I want to talk about something that happened yesterday. I keep thinking about yesterday and yesterday's football. There was a couple of games that were some great games. I enjoyed watching Ohio State smash Michigan. Um, and I have a co-host on this uh, show that prefers the Michigan side. But mm-hmm. I, I wanted to smack I wanted to smack uh, John Harbaugh uh, or Jim Harbaugh. I can't remember which Harbaugh it is. I wanted to smack Harbaugh yesterday. You lost fifty six to twenty seven. You got a you got the nerve to be in your field and talking about. I'll answer questions, but not your insults. First off, there is a gap, a major gap between uh, Ohio State and Michigan. This is the second longest length of time that of the two of them that they have lost consistently. Eight games in a row. One other coach won nine games in a row back in the 1920s. Eight, yes, eight years in a row, you have not beat. You have not beat Ohio State. It's a gap. And don't be in your feelings when the reporter asks, what can you do differently to, or what is the reason for this gap? I'm not answering. I'll, I'll answer your question. It's not your insult. And he repeated it. It's not an insult. I just want to know. And then a few other a few other reporters essentially asked the same thing but rephrased. He said they were just better than us today. Well, they were better than you for the last two years by losing by 18 points or more. It wasn't even a close game this last two years. And I'm sorry. It, uh, another thing I will point out, even when I swear uh, head coach for Ohio State was, was thinking – I should have pulled Fields out because he thought he had a Tago Vailoa situation. It looked like he got injured. Thank goodness on the next drive he was back in the game, throwing for a touchdown. So Justin Fields is not out for the season. But my goodness, Ohio State just looks great right now. And in the recent years, they had looked good, and then all of a sudden the end of the year happens, they lose a game they shouldn't have lost. They have won every game up till now, and they have won it – in uh, deciding factor. So I, I enjoyed watching yesterday's game. Any thoughts? Go LSU. Go Tigers. <laughs> okay, I'm finished. <laughs> okay, so we, we, I, 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 I was loving how Joe Burrow spelled his last name on his jersey yesterday. That was kind of dope. jersey, yes. I loved it. I loved it. Crazy old games. I did want to see Illinois beat Northwestern, but Northwestern is a football machine, and they've been consistent for years. Northwestern, um, uh, Northwestern has better football facilities right now. I don't think they will consistently right, right. stay there. They, well, uh, they, they just they just did an uh, uh, um, uh, what is the word renovation at Illinois. Um, yeah, they just did one, one, but. <clears throat> But their, 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 renovation, their renovation is not compared to Northwestern's renovation. Northwestern's oh, renovation sure. was a massive renovation. Yeah, well, yeah, it's all everything, right? <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and, I, and I'm a Chicagoan, and I'm one of those Chicagoans that got kind of mad when Northwestern did that marketing push. We are Chicago's uh, Big Ten team. And technically – they are closer to Chicago than University of Illinois, 
But if you well, did I a poll of how many Chicago no, 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 no. It, it, go ahead. I had up until that point, I had never heard such a thing. More Chicagoans were rooting for oh, Illinois, if for no other reason, more, if for no other reason, up until that point, more Chicagoans yeah, go were. to the University of Illinois. Always went, yeah, you, yeah, the Northwestern, hands down. I mean, if we keep it real, most Chicagoans oh, yeah, cannot yeah, afford definitely. to go to Northwestern. Yeah, most, I was say most Chicagoans oh. don't even go to the. You ain't lying. Right. Like, well, if you go to Northwestern, would, like, everybody is from everywhere else. Very few people. Right. And so when they you did know, that marketing I'll, push, they kind of – that was a marketing push that coincided with two good things. One, Illinois' basketball team had kind of went on the downswing because they were they were reeling off of 2005, and this was around 2007 when it first started happening. Two, their football team hadn't been relevant for years. So – Chicago was available for the taking as Northwestern stepped up. And I won't I won't disagree with that. Uh so right around that time, because of that marketing push, they started getting money. They got that they got that uh they had just come off that Nike money, switched to that switched to that under armor money. So they got that under armor money and all a whole lot of other money. It doesn't hurt that they were putting good product on the field and on the basketball court. They are still notoriously uh, one of the best journalism schools in America, one of the best law schools in America, one of the best uh, medical schools North in America. Western. So they ha- Northwestern? Huh? Yeah. Yes. Well, Northwestern? Yeah, so they yeah ha- definitely in law and yeah. medicine. I mean, um, uh, law, medicine, journalism, and journalism, they're up there. Yeah. So yeah. we're not going to ignore that. <laughs> and so it helps that their boosters – have money because they come from money industry. Their boosters. Uh, it, we we do have some, some dope people who came out of there. Mike Wilbar, one of my my favorite people. Right, in the I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. When it comes yeah, to one journalism, of my, one of my childhood school. friends from uh, when I played football, he graduated. He played in Northwestern. So when it comes to I mean. Adrian Adrian uh, Samuels. I, I won't say her new, her new current name. Uh, she she's real big on the on the uh, on the journalism side from from the music industry. So I know quite a few people that are doing their thing from Northwestern. When it comes to when it comes to journalism, there's Northwestern and there's Syracuse. That's it. That's the list. That is the list. honestly, <laughs> I never got to live out my dream. Okay, so FSU rock but I always wanted to go to Syracuse. And because I graduated at 17, my dad told me it was too far. So I cheer for Syracuse all the time because they needed me. I needed them. Syracuse was bomb when I was growing up. I wanted to be an orange man. I wanted to be everywhere. I'd like to start playing memories. But I graduated at 17, and my dad was like, it's not happening. So, yeah. Yeah, he still had, you know, he still was still admiring me and had been 18, though. Oh, Put it oh. right on the party. But the college, so uh, we are getting ready. the FBS, yeah. FBS rankings are shaping out, so it's going to be very, uh, I hope your team is, you know, if you're not uh, Ohio State fan or uh, Syracuse, not Syracuse, um, I just said that, that you said that. <laughs> okay. Before uh, we go any further, there's one other game I got to discuss. 
I talked about it during the pre-show meeting. We cannot ignore that lack of defense played game between Auburn and Alabama. Oh, my God. 93 points. And there was something I said during the pre-show meeting they already laughing about. I swear yeah. if they if they if they don't miss if if they don't miss that field goal, that game is still probably going on right now because no defense was played. Man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they are, they didn't play they didn't stop anybody on either side. It just came down but, you to know, the kicker missed the field goal. It's crazy because if you look at it when you you look at where Alabama's, you know, started out this season. And then you look at where they are. They're not even in the top four right now. They're still hanging on by a thread. Well, actually, no, they are. They, so, they needed to win yesterday. They needed yesterday. Exactly. And they needed to win decisively to even be considered. They're, they're, exactly. Yesterday's loss con- confirmed that they won't make the playoffs this year. Not at all. Not at all. But Ohio State, LSU, <laughs> Clemson, and Georgia are riding out well, that Georgia, top four, so. And I think Georgia's not even in consideration because it's gonna come down to it's gonna come down to LSU against Georgia, and I don't see Georgia beating LSU. LSU, LSU, LSU. So we are down to the hey, 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 hey. It's almost time to go. And I would have seen the Mickey Mouse song, but I haven't heard it since I was like six. So, Renard, right, why don't so you just tell everybody where? Before he does that, let me oh. go ahead and get my picks for the tomorrow's game. Um, I'm going to pull for Minnesota. Only because, obviously, the Bears are probably not the Bears are probably not going to make, uh, you know, not sneak themselves into the postseason. And I would rather have Minnesota representative than Green Bay. So. All right. That's really the other reason. All right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a reason. I don't agree with that and reason, but that's a reason. You ain't got to agree with it. It's my reason. I agree. Well, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you can always follow us on Twitter at Football Fan Rush. And from there, I'm going to have Renard post how you can find our various podcasts, including the one you've heard today. As of right now, we're getting ready to get this Green Bay game underway. So that is all for me today. You guys have anything you to say? Have a great day. Enjoy your game. And we will talk you, to you all next week. You can find us on blogtalkradio.com slash football fan rush radio. You can use Apple Podcasts and do a search for football fan rush radio. You can check us out on Facebook under football fan rush radio, she said, on Twitter at football fan rush. And uh, check us out and do a search on any of your uh, normal podcast apps. If you go to blogtalkradio.com slash footballfairrushradio, you can listen to us live, or you can grab the RSS feed to put into your other podcast apps. Thank you, and always check us out on Sunday.